0: Welcome to Godwell, a daily reading of holy texts known in the unification community as Hundukwe. Today we are reading from True Mother, hak Jahan Moon, an anthology. Book 3, Part 3, Section 10 The Great Power of Love and Forgiveness This message was announced in the Segye Times and other media at the second anniversary of the Holy Ascension, or Sunghua, of Sun Myung Moon, the True Parent of Heaven, Earth, and Humankind, on August 12, 2014. Distinguished guests from home and abroad, beloved blessed families and members from around the world, ladies and gentlemen, I offer my heartfelt appreciation to you all for coming here today to commemorate the second anniversary of the Holy Ascension, or sunghwa of my husband, the Reverend Sun Myung Moon. Today, many people throughout the world are suffering the effects of war, conflict, climate change and environmental pollution, and most of all, from a confusion of values. This reality fills me with pain and makes my heart so sorrowful. We must take action to fundamentally change this situation and open a new era of peace. I believe this can be done by carrying on and further developing the work of Reverend Moon, who dedicated his entire life to liberate our Heavenly Parent, bring salvation to humankind, and realize a world of peace. All people desire to live in a world where they can enjoy freedom, peace, unity, and happiness. Reverend Moon and I have invested ourselves fully throughout our lives, working to build one world where people attend God as our Heavenly Parent. Forgive and Love Ladies and gentlemen, we must forgive one another, love our families and neighbors, and unite under the banner of peace. My husband and I forgave those who were unforgivable and loved even the enemy that could not be loved all for the sake of Heavenly Parent and humankind. We called for the breakdown of borders that divide us while working in practical ways to unite people for the sake of world peace. While working in the underground independence movement in the 1940s against Japan's forced annexation of Korea, my husband was incarcerated and was tortured to the brink of death. Yet, more than anyone else, he has prayed for Japan and has continuously loved our Japanese members. This is one of the reasons we have many Japanese members in our movement. Our Japanese members have gone out to the world and have worked actively with international NGOs in different nations. After Korea's liberation, my husband went to Pyongyang in North Korea, which was under communist rule. While teaching God's word in North America, he was unjustly imprisoned twice. From 1948 to 1950, during his incarceration in a forced labor camp at a fertilizer factory in Hungnam, a place known as a death camp, he led such a life that his fellow inmates referred to him as the saint in prison. My husband narrowly escaped execution there. The prison and fertilizer complex were bombed by UN forces countering the North Korean People's Army during the Korean War. This was on October 14th, 1950, the day my husband was scheduled to be shot. Forty years later, in 1991, my husband and I were filled with emotion as we passed the very site of that prison while we were traveling to meet Kim Il-sung at the Presidential Palace in Hamhung. It was through that meeting that we laid the cornerstone for renewed efforts for the reunification of North and South Korea. I was reminded once again that our Heavenly Parent works miracles when we forgive and love our enemies. Even in South Korea, my husband endured unjust imprisonment. Yet he continued to spread the Korean spirit and culture of loving God, loving humankind, and loving one's nation, and the Korean language, to the world. I still remember how, in the 1970s and 1980s, many people were moved to tears seeing our Western followers from America and the United Kingdom singing the Korean national anthem in Korean. My husband was unjustly sent to prison in Danbury in the United States, but he did not relent in his efforts to save the world through moving America. As a result, many American leaders and Christian ministers took the lead in bringing an end to the Cold War, and since then, they have come together to promote an interfaith peace movement. My husband and I never stepped back from challenges— Even when we faced persecution, we did not harbor any ill will, but rather prayed for those who opposed us. By overcoming such challenges, we were given even greater blessings than we could have dreamed of. In less than half a century, we established missions in 194 nations of the world, laying an international foundation for peace. We built a firm foundation to create one world under God, our Heavenly Parent. Unite. Beloved world leaders, then how can we become one? We must first meet our Creator, our Heavenly Parent. The path to Him, however, is not an easy one because of the fall of our first ancestors. The fall means that human beings fell into ignorance, dimming the light of our original nature bestowed to us at the time of creation. The walls separating us from knowing God have grown tall and thick for six thousand years, while the river of our self-centered nature continues to deepen. It is difficult for us to climb over this wall or cross this river by virtue of our own efforts. Our Heavenly Parent is always at our side, ready to assist us, yet everything depends on us. Therefore, we must awaken our conscience. Our conscience is our second God. If we are filled with the divine spirit and truth and lead a life of constant prayer and gratitude for all things, we will be able to hear the voice of our Heavenly Parent, which will sweep through our entire being. Moreover, everyone needs to meet the representatives of our Heavenly Parent, Human history is the history of God's providence of restoration through which God sought to establish a single central point. Two thousand years ago, God sent His only begotten Son, yet Jesus died on the cross because the people of that time could not believe in Him. Heaven's providence was unavoidably prolonged until the time of the second advent. Humankind is now living in a blessed era when the second advent of the Lord has occurred on this earth. The Lord has found His bride, God's only begotten daughter, and they have manifested as the true parents. All of humankind needs to meet the true parents, who are the representatives of the heavenly parent. They should attend and follow the true parents. Only then can they eradicate original sin, which has been passed down for six thousand years. Oneness in heart, in body, in thought, and in harmony. Beloved blessed families and ambassadors for peace, it is easy for siblings to quarrel among themselves when their parents are not present. The reason such struggles continue is because children do not always understand their parents' intentions. We can understand our parents' intentions only when we create a bond of heart with them in true love. You must attain oneness in heart, oneness in body, oneness in thought, and oneness in harmony with the true parents. Your oneness with true parents must be manifested in your thoughts, emotions, words, and deeds. When you live your life as a true child who resembles the true parents, you will understand and feel that other people are not strangers, but your brothers and sisters who share the same lineage as you. By freeing yourself from internal anguish, you can ultimately bring an end to conflicts between nations, which are like the quarrels between siblings. Beloved leaders, ladies and gentlemen, all of us desire to live in happiness in a world of peace. We can attain this dream. Let us forgive our enemies, love our neighbors as if they were our own flesh and blood, and unite for the sake of peace. Let us advance toward one world under our Heavenly Parent. Join me in marching courageously forward until the day all people can live as brothers and sisters, as one great family. Thank you very much. Section 11. Providential History Does Not Stop. This message was delivered at the 50th anniversary of the European mission in Vienna, Austria, on May 10, 2015. Beloved blessed families and members, leaders who have gathered here from across Europe, ladies and gentlemen... My warm greetings to all of you who have gathered from around the world to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the European mission. On my way here today, I came with a fluttering heart, the heart a mother feels when visiting her daughter after marrying her off 50 years before, or the heart she feels when visiting her son who has left home, meeting the true owner to become true olive trees. Heaven's providential history has been one of sadness and suffering. In the beginning, God began his creation and created the first human beings to realize his big dream. He also bestowed responsibility on the first humans. Yet, they went off track and God's great dream could not be realized. The plan of the omniscient and omnipotent God remains the same at the beginning and at the end. Hence, he cannot abandon his plan even if it encounters a failure. For this reason, as explained in the Bible, heaven worked for the long period of 6,000 biblical years to enlighten people. How sad and excruciating that course has been. It took four thousand years to find and establish a people within the fallen world. Why was it so hard? It was because they were not aware of the fact that all mistakes must be indemnified. God sent the Messiah to the people of Israel. Many religions have existed, but it was only Jesus who explained that the relationship between heaven and humankind was that of a parent and child. He said he was God's only begotten son, born with no ties to the fallen world. A miracle-like providence was to have unfolded in front of fallen humanity. Yet, what happened? Jesus was crucified and died on the cross. After this, Christian providential history filled 2,000 years. Though there are many Christians, they are not aware of God's providence. Christianity, which began through the descent of the Holy Spirit at the time of Pentecost, has expanded over the course of 2,000 years. Whenever I visit Europe, my heart is always heavy. Christianity and Christian culture bloomed centred on Europe. Though it faced many difficulties, it is through Europe that Christianity expanded its foundation. However, what has happened? I will use an example from the Bible. The people in the fallen world are described as wild olive trees, who desire to become grafted onto true olive trees. An interesting point is that for an olive tree to function normally, it must grow roots for a long period of fifteen years. When you go to Israel or elsewhere in the Middle East, you will find a lot of olive trees that are more than 2,000 years old. The Middle East is a barren land. Hence, the olive trees must endure the climate for 15 years in order to grow their roots. Providential history does not stop. It doesn't wait for humans to dictate the right time, either. It keeps moving forward. That is why it required a long period of 6,000 years. We have passed through the Old Testament age and the New Testament age. What age are we living in today? we are living in the completed testament age when we attend true parents and live according to their teachings what is happening to the completed testament age it is transforming into the age of choniel guk we must reveal the truth for the wild olive trees in the fallen world to become true olive trees they must meet the true lords the true lords are none other than our true parents you must change your lineage through true parents you must be newly born and resurrected in other words you must receive the marriage blessing. That is why you must establish blessed families, true families. If we observe European culture, there are many stories similar to those of the Unification Church, I understand. Christian culture, which began empty-handed, has led the past 2,000 years. What did Jesus say he would do upon the return of the second advent? He said he would hold the marriage supper of the Lamb. In other words, it means he will emerge as the true parents to save fallen humanity. Unfortunately, Christian culture still dwells within the New Testament age. We are far ahead of that stage. The History Left by Blessed Families The history of missionary work in Europe has exceeded fifty years. If we compare that to the human lifespan, it has already been half a lifetime. What do you need to do now? You have grown deep roots in this land during the past fifty years. No force can get rid of you anymore. The roots you have grown will remain strong until the day you achieve the hope of heaven and humankind. Blessed families, why did we gather here today? We must get away from a monotonous life where tomorrow is the same as yesterday. We must reveal the truth. You must awaken European Christians who are unaware that the returning Messiah, who is to come amidst the Christian cultural sphere, has emerged as the true parents, who in these past fifty years have accomplished amazing things. As of today, a new cultural revolution will appear on this continent. I sincerely hope that you will become proud Unification Church-blessed families who fulfill your responsibilities and hasten the day when all people become one family that attends our Heavenly Parent and True Parents. Do you agree? It took 2,000 years for the Christian culture, which arose centered on Europe, to establish its foundation on the global level. As we reflect again on the past 50 years, how should the Unification Church civilization move in this era after the coming of heaven? Are you confident? Please remember that you must continue to grow roots that are big and wide and go deep until you breathe your last. Now that we don't have much time left until 2020, I came with the heart that I will graft the Christian cultural sphere, which has endured the past 2,000 years with a heart desperate to meet the returning Messiah as our last ray of hope, to True Parents' true love. I am establishing the Chunji Sunhaquan Museum to introduce True Parents' lives and work for this purpose. What then should you all do? you must reveal to all people of the world who are living amid ignorance and clinging to the past that blessed families of the Unification Church are the future fruit of hope and the light of hope. Please fulfill your tribal responsibilities and rapidly expand your environment to the tribe, people, nation, and world. I conclude my message by expressing the sincere hope that you will become blessed families who can be remembered for eternity as families who invested their all throughout their lives and that you can all become proud, true ancestors. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Tune in tomorrow for a reading of Chunilguk Special Forces. Godible is brought to you by the National Victory Fund. To donate, visit godible.org.